on on the Titanic sailing along and there's just no life rafts there's, there's nothing to jump onto there's no other option but this time we do have the life rafts we have bitcoin and um it's, it's why like it's it's not just an investment right this is proper it's the revolution and the more people that we can get into this uh then the more likely we are that we we well, stop why, why are you stopping the people you which you hate them i know well to, there's certain people that i'm like fuck you stay on the titanic you're going down with the ship <laughs> everyone else everyone there, there, there's one of the sound clips um, the start of the show that and um, what about facials boom welcome back to the four b's i'm mr all in and we have dr evil 10 percent with us we do have two People that aren't here this week. Two absentees. It's a little bit flat without um our what's what's he called himself? The excellent that. yeah, the excellence of I forgot Yeah, the ex- excellence of execution. And we're missing it, aren't we? We're a bit yeah. disjointed. Yeah. We're, we're missing um Sir Neverluck and his announcement for bringing in the show. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could just but... you could just cut it and put some music over the top, it may work better now. Yeah, a big picture of Michael Saylor being like, there is no second oh. best. Oh, we just have um, Bekele. It's relevant, isn't it? What? He's in the black, no longer in the red. The plebs can't use that argument anymore. I think he maybe have to be our poster for the first... Um, I don't know if we've had him before. We must have actually with El Salvador. Thinking yeah, about yeah. It. We, I think we've, we've definitely had a few thumbnails with... Okay, definitely was El Salvador on on the thumbnail, yeah. So it'll be a bit of a toss-up this week between, I think, this and then the ocean decentralised mining one, because that's quite a big story as well. But yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little story to kick off the show, isn't it? Because, yeah, we, we are obviously two men down, so never looks can't be here. So neither can, of course, Mrs. No-Show. But um, the good thing wow. is Bitcoin is freaking mo- mooning. Like the, the last couple of months, green dildos, every single day so we've pretty much gone from 20k to nearly 35k in pounds like nearly what is it now 43 and a half thousand in dollars at what at what point do you start sending the the youtube videos to your mates which um oh is it some like blinding lights where it's with the cats or something that's that's a bitcoin video which i like sending around just good old memes, nothing educational, just fucking... Oh, yeah. I just like sending these kind of like videos about how the fact Bitcoin's booming um, after they said it's a crock of shit or, sh- or um, I should consider NFTs because they're art. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I prefer just to sit back and just let them come to me because just about everyone knows that I'm a Bitcoiner now, so I just let them come to me. And literally, I've had literally this week, probably one of the people that genuinely hates me the most uh, I won't. I won't reveal them. But fundamentally, like, sent me some cake this week, and then I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Person who hates you the most. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's not many people that hate me in this world, but this person definitely does. Uh, no, there's and... quite a few who hate you. <laughs> you <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I know about, right? Knowingly, I don't know how many people. Um, and no, if not this guy, Jesus Christ, <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if he's sending you cake, you shouldn't be eating it. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I still didn't eat the cake. I still threw it in the bin. But and I was like, what is this about? This doesn't make any sense. And then it followed up with, oh yeah, by the way, I got into Bitcoin a little bit after you said I'm up like 500 pounds. All right. Okay. 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 Any advice? I'm like, yeah, sell it all and buy Doge. Doge is the new Bitcoin. Please go wreck yourself because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you do realize we hate each other, right? <laughs> where, where, where in the little thing? Like, how can you just jump from that? There's been no communication in between the "I hate you" and then "Can I buy some Bitcoin?" and it, and, and "Can I have your advice?" I'm like, "I know, not her either." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These are my two high-profile people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it's no one you'll know. It's um, someone from um my personal life i uh, know not her but you're close you're getting closer you're getting closer <laughs> all right stop, stop. It's, it's be... no it's a proper inside jokes that like yeah no one's gonna get but um but yeah it just, it just shows right the price the price cards going up what 50 percent in the last couple of months getting close to new all-time highs and people come out the woodwork right and they suddenly even i think it's just i was joking with my brother earlier it's like Bitcoin just bring in like world peace. Like I obviously I'm joking a little bit, but even people that hate me want to get to know me again because they're like, oh, you know about Bitcoin. So they're literally willing to put all that aside to go, okay, I admit you were wrong or I was wrong about this Bitcoin thing. Please, can you share your knowledge and tell me what I need to do? Because I know this person was brought on Revolut they don't know like the fees are super high they know they are they want to find out somewhere else to buy it then they want to be able to secure it properly and i'm like look there's certain people that i would share the little golden nuggets that i yeah, know about that stuff unfortunately you ain't one of them but, but i was gonna say all this is online you kind of if you type in buy bitcoin the probably first thing which appears on google is probably coinbase yeah. so the, the fact they're messaging you is a bit lazy like buying on revolut You've got to remember, though, there's a lot of places to get scammed, right? And obviously, what's in the in the press right now? It's like the FTX scam. Yeah, before that, it was BlockFi mm. going under and Celsius going under. You've got, you know, Binance. Has yeah, been you've got to find out where's legit. You are right, um, but I think I would I would like to think that Coinbase is publicized well enough. I think Revolut it's a step in the right direction. I do have I do have um, Bitcoin on Revolut. That's from my vault. You know, it's amazing how quick that actually builds up. I built a lot more than I ever could have thought that I would have um, through Revolut, which is pretty much for anyone listening. I pay for some kind of premium pa- plan, and it scans me out of my money every time which I spend. So if I spend what is it ninety pence, it takes away te- it takes ten pence away from the pound, puts it in a vault. Um, so if you scale that up, you put nine pounds, it spends ten pounds, and puts the extra pound in in your vault. So whatever I spend it goes into this vault and it gets converted into Bitcoin and it sits there until I move it onto my um, ledger. And have so, you supercharged it as well and, and you 10x it, you 10x a spare change. Yeah. So, so it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because like sometimes I will literally buy, sometimes I do it on purpose to myself. Like you go out and if you go and buy like a Greg sausage roll for a pound, like that, that sausage roll actually cost you 11 pounds because if it's an exact number, Instead of just going, ah, oh, there was no spare change, it just goes, I'll bank the whole pound. So you spend 10, but then you 10 exit. 
So you just, you buy a sausage roll for a pound and you buy ten pounds worth of Bitcoin and put it into your spare change. You're like, mm. yeah. My revolution, like I've said before, like basically it means all your spends are free because if you hold that Bitcoin in there for long enough, the gains, the spare change of your money that you spend ends up being worth but more than the money you actually spent on stuff. It's but if you've got a high time preference. Um, which I think everyone's got a little bit of. You look at your bank account, you go, where the hell's my money gone? I always get it every month when I'm going, I've barely bought anything. Yeah. And it's because, like you said, I've bought something for a pound and I've basically paid another nine pounds for it and it's just dis- it's siphoned off my bank account. And I'm always like, where is it? And I look at my vault and there it is. It's nicely propped up with all this, well, Bitcoin in there, all the sats. I love it, yes. I love it. Yeah. Steal from yourself, the stack sats. Beautiful. But this is, you know, my book, you know, like my budgeting plan, I kind of go, this is this is my spends. This is money which I'm allowed to spend. I don't spend it because it goes straight into the vault, or most of it does. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and I've never sold Bitcoin on Revolut. And and, they've, and by the way, they've recently, and within the last year anyway, upped their withdrawal amount. Because you can send through a hardware wallet from Revolut. But it used to be a, t- a tiny amount. Well, I say tiny. I think it was like either 500 or 1,000. They've upped it, I think, to 10k now per day. Or no, it was per month as well. It was annoying. I think, yeah, it was two transactions of 500 pounds. 500 pounds of worth of Bitcoin was the max you could send, and you could you could only do two of those a month, and only one in any 24-hour period. So I'd have to do it twice a month, and it'd be really annoying. And because uh, yeah, I I stacked in there for years with the spare change, and then obviously Bitcoin moons. You're like, Jesus, there's way too much money sat in Revolut right now. I need to get this out. And it took me forever. And then they suddenly up the limit to 10K. I'm like, beautiful. Now I can just, you know, 10K a month, suddenly you can get get your money out. Because it was meant to be. It's just throwaway spare change, right? It's not my core Bitcoin buys. But yeah, I think we do underestimate, um, especially now that obviously you're been in for years, you're very experienced. Very years, that's very strange hearing that. Yeah, once you've been in and you, like now knowing... Or where should you buy your Bitcoin? And then more importantly, even when you find out it's probably Coinbase or Kraken or Gemini, but even then you go, don't trust them though, because they can all go down the FTX or Celsius route at any point. So you need to get it off. But what hardware wallet to buy? How do you secure the backup words? This stuff now, we've, we've been through it a million times. It's just almost second nature. And you know all the options, you know which ones, the pros and cons of each. You can just make your personal decision on which ones you get. And you can be relatively sure that you're not making a fundamental error and going to lose your Bitcoin because you know it now. You understand it. You're not just taking, say, my advice. You know it. So you can just be comfortable and it's very quick. These people coming in now, they have no clue. Like Literally, they think that by upgrading from Revolut to, say, a Coinbase is the end goal. And now it's like, oh, now I get cheaper fees to buy Bitcoin. You go, oh, no, no, no. You're still only about 20% of the way there. The the next big chunk is you need to take (laughs) self-custody. And you need to take self-custody properly by backing up the seed word in multiple ledgers or um, jade wallets or cold cards, whichever one you want to pick. And uh, yeah, and and there's certain people that I'll go through all that step by step by step. There's certain people I won't. And uh, I'm just looking through Revolut and they've changed the app completely. I can't work out where anything is, which is beautiful. Like I'm kind of going... Is that all my Bitcoin? I can't work out, or is it sitting somewhere else within there? And is it still contributing? I'm not entirely sure anymore. Now, no. I know they they did that last month, and 
I had the, I had the same panic, but don't worry, it, it, it's all there. It's just they've moved it all around. But, but anyway, back to El Salvador. So they're in games, right? So they're finally up. They're only up two point eight four percent. I think the Bitcoiners have been quite quick to jump on this. Uh, posted the ad of yesterday. So actually, they're probably up more than what this says because Bitcoin's up another five or six percent uh, just today. But um, it basically says that they currently hold about $131 million worth of Bitcoin that they brought for about $3.6 million less than that. So what's that? About $127 to the $427 million. Because they've been doing what any good Bitcoiner would do. They haven't just bought huge lump sums. They've been DCAing over the last couple of years. So they've they're finally in profit. Uh, so yeah, so like like you said at the beginning of this, there's been a lot of people going, "Oh yeah, your little country El Salvador has moved to Bitcoin standard. That worked out well. You know, they're down. They should just hold dollars, and they'd be better off." And they've been right largely up until well, now. Not really, because you know that's we talked about this just before the show began, and it's kind of got your high time preference view, which is, "Oh, they're down on Bitcoin." It's just like, well. It's probably, well, it's a four-year cycle, isn't it? So it's a four-year investment, first of all. So they started buying 2020. We're currently three years in, but they've been buying ever since. And then additionally, you look at what else they've been doing as part of the project. So it's looking at, well, could we have this infrastructure? So they're kind of like volcano mining, which hasn't obviously taken off, the volcano bonds, and then things like the tourism. So the tourism has attracted Bitcoiners to El Salvador and has raised their tourism figures giving a profit and then additionally as part of the low time preference um approach they've been looking at crime you know so it's no longer the murder capital of the world is it and they're getting tough on crime they're putting in infrastructure and they're trying to get less reliance on the dollar and it's just like this is you know it's taken off and you can see all these little bits going along and everyone's going oh it's nothing they still lost you know, 20 million on some Bitcoin, he's bankrupt in the country. It's like, well, now they're in the black, what are you going to say? Yeah. I think I think it's spot on, really, because it isn't just about the gains. I think once you become a Bitcoiner, you know, like as an individual, suddenly when you get into the Bitcoin culture, it's all about, well, are you looking after yourself? Are you looking after your family? Are you, it's just all kind of comes back down to first principles and they go, no one cares whether you've got a Ferrari or all these like material kind of fiat things. Like they don't really matter. So you almost get yourself into shape as a human once you become a Bitcoiner. And I think that's what we're seeing at a country level in El Salvador. It's like, well, who cares whether everyone in El Salvador to a certain extent is rich? You know, there's no kind of such thing as that. You can't have all the population be rich anyway. It's not just about money. What they care about is, is it safe to live there? Can you raise a family in El Salvador? And before El Salvador, can, top can people the crime stats? But can people survive as well? So things like the tourism, that's getting jobs. It's not just money somehow appearing in the government coffers. It's yeah. the people have got jobs through tourism now. Yeah, because that, that, that's, that's and that's all people want. If you if you want to grow up in a country, and that's what you know. Obviously, I lived in Puerto Rico for a year, and they had a massive thing called the brain drain, and because um, life there was nice, but there weren't lots of jobs and you couldn't earn good money. The best people that were young growing up there, they had the best university apparently in America, in Puerto Rico. But people would get trained there 
and then they would look for a job and they would jump into the the bigger North America to go and get their job. So the people weren't staying to build their companies and using their brain power in on in the country. And I'm sure that was happening in El Salvador as well. Like the best people were just leaving to go to Western countries uh, to live there and, and, and earn better money. It was safer, better jobs, and you know, better place to raise your family. That's what Bukalele is turning El Salvador into a haven. Like the like loads of Bitcoiners are moving there. And yeah, they're causing tourism, but they're also building businesses there. And um, once they stop that brain drain, once El Salvador is a safe country. And the brightest people, as they grow up in El Salvador, don't just leave when they hit 18. They stay and build their companies there. That will revolutionize the entire country. And it will go from being a small third world country where, you know, like crime rates of all time highs. And they were never going to get out of this doldrum. Bukele has stopped that trend. There's literally now. I'm oh, obviously... but, but he's an, e- he's an evil dictator. All these people in prison, it's horrible. Yeah, the, the problem is like the, the dictator thing is kind of true, but at the moment he seems to be using his powers for good. Uh, he seems to have cut crime down hugely. The murder rates are down. The, well, it's also the going. Gangs, this but is... all that goes away with prosperity, right? People own like the crime and stuff. Like all the young people, all the young lads that were getting part of all these gangs, they don't do it because they want to be cool or that's their life choice. They were doing it because it was their only choice. Once. Mm. You, know, you move to a Bitcoin standard and there's jobs and opportunity, people would much rather go the legit route and not have to hide their riches and be able to spend their money and, you know, legit. Because what's the point in having kind of millions in drug money when the second you spend it to buy a house, someone goes, well, where'd the money come from? You can't really explain it. It's all very complicated. Like You'd much rather earn your millions legit and then you can buy a house and someone goes, where'd that money come from? You go, well, check my tax returns. I, I, I built a business, or so I've earned good money, and da, da, da. so um, yeah. So I, I think you're spot on, really. El Salvador has benefited so much over the last couple of years of being on a Bitcoin standard, even though it's not monetarily huge at the moment. But it probably will be. If we fast forward another year or two, we'll be going, wow! I, of this, I almost can't. Million, they probably made like a billion. You know, they've they ten x that return. But it's not only that. It's the prosperity as we're talking about. I can't. I almost can't wait for 10, 20 years' time mm. and see what prosperity is like in El Salvador. So you look at the UK and, you know, it's just there's always something fucked up going on, isn't there? Yeah. And you kind of go, we are spinning around the drain yeah. in the UK and many other westernised countries are. But, like, you see very few countries actually on the up and the ones who are kind of like on the up, like China, you kind of going. Are they really? Or mm. is it literally just dictatorship which is doing better than the shithouse westernized countries? Yeah. Yeah. I think I always like to look at trends and it's you look at the Western countries and they seem to be trending down. And then you've got these third world countries that are kind of trying to remove themselves from a bit from the, the fiat standard and move into a Bitcoin standard and they're trending up. And you just go, well, if these trends continue. Eventually, they cross over, and El Salvador becomes a better place to live. They have better healthcare, better education, da da da, than America and Europe. Right now, it's not true, uh, but they're, they're trending to be better, and we're trending to be worse. So, is it five years? Is it ten years? But yeah, they are doing well. What next we got? We got ocean mining. Yeah. I don't know if you did. You did you read about this one this week? I... 
I read about it, and it's um, so. This is where there's some big claims. Sorry, I'm just managed to close close the page. There's some big claims about what it is: decentralized and non-custodial, transparent, permissionless. And it's um, one of the. He's a Bitcoin dev, isn't he? I've seen this guy hmm. floating around Twitter, and he seems a bit of a, a marmite kind of character. Um, but he's claiming all this, and um, then I've read the comments. Like, I didn't even like you've given us two links, and the first link, um, it had um, the kind of like big post saying we're a new type of mining pool, and I read all the comments below, and they got slated in the comments. You know, it's just digging into bits and pieces. Go, how how is it non custodial? How is it transparentless? How is it permissionless? How is it decentralized? This doesn't make any sense. And then the second thread she was was just a massive load of questions. Well, a big long set of questions which one person asked, and he promptly got blocked, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So it smells as shit, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I do think it's legit. I just think they may have overmarketed their business because I think. Obviously, there's only a couple of pools that are worth joining in Bitcoin. And, you know, that's what has been pushed, that uh, the mining in Bitcoin is centralized. Like, it clearly isn't centralized. There's these pools and thousands of thousands of people join the pools. And then, obviously, if the pool gets a block, then the pool share that block. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of buying a lottery ticket. If you buy one on your own, you're very, very unlikely to win. So it's probably better to try and pool your lottery tickets with, say, a thousand other people and then share the prize with the thousand because you're you're more likely to win then. If you do win, you don't get, you have to earn, you get a thousandth of the prize, but you get a prize. And you might win the big one. You might win hundreds of thousands doing it that way. Whereas if you just buy one ticket a week, just yourself for the whole for your whole life, you're almost certain to never win a big prize. So you'll, you'll be down. So you join a pool. Uh, so that's the same with Bitcoin mining. It's You can almost, or you can make it a business that way. Uh, uh, even if you just have a single miner, if you just plug that miner into the Bitcoin network, typically, if you, you could run that your entire life, you might never get a block. So all the energy you've used and the cost of the miner just be a net negative on you. Whereas if you join a, join a pool, suddenly now the cost of your energy every month you'll probably be paying off every single month. You will get more than um, what it's costing you. So quite quickly, you'll recover the cost of the miner, the cost of the energy, and you start getting your profit. It's never a massive profit, but you just keep ticking over. So yeah, so this is another entry to that market. And they're saying it's non-custodial, transparent, permissionless. I mean, basically what they're saying is you basically, you can plug into their mining pool. You can have your miner sat in your home and join their pool. So you kind of, own the bitcoin and but, but that's like any other mining pool isn't it uh kind of but you there, there are services out there where they hold the miner and run it for you so you just pay them uh it's totally hands off and and yeah i the problem is they do say there's like zero percent fees you get paid out instantly but there isn't because there are minimums so if they only have a tiny amount of Bitcoin to pay out, then they will wait until the, the amount of Bitcoin gets larger and then make it worthwhile to send it to you. So that then suddenly goes, well, it isn't 
totally non-custodial then is it because you are going to be holding people's bitcoin and the fact that you can hold small amounts means that you could hold large amounts so you could just steal the bitcoin completely um if you run the pool like you do you might find a block and just keep all the money like that that is in theory possible uh so yes yeah, so that's where people started digging into them and yeah i don't think they've been great at answering questions they've just started blocking people uh, but I think fundamentally, this is this is great news. Uh, it's something that really piqued my interest to go, okay, this is yet another reason for, for me to get into mining. It's been something I've been procrastinating about for so long. I really want to get into this stuff. Um, so, and Luke Dash Jr., yeah, he's definitely not a scammer, right? He's very religious. He's got like seven kids. He's a Christian. He believes that um, when contraception is murder, because you're killing kids that might be um, kind of concepted during that, that process. Um, so he's literally he seems to have, so on the he, abortion he, debate. He is the most extreme on no abortion ever. He literally believes that contraception is murder. And he believes that point, which... What does he think about facial shots? <laughs> 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 yeah, just as bad. I, murder. Yeah, murder. Yeah, like I said, it's a bit of a Marmite character. So I've seen him have various arguments. I think I follow him. Um, but as I was discussing Mr. Olim, something's going odd with my feed at the moment. So I don't quite know what's going on. So I'm not seeing quite a lot of tweets in there. I don't think I've seen him. I didn't see this until I read the stories. Anyway. But then again, I've just, I'm not being so keen on Twitter at the moment lately. Maybe that's part of it. But I should still see some of this. Yeah. So, so who knows? Because yeah, there's a load of questions. And, and the problem is, like, because uh, who is it? Seth for privacy. Yeah. He, 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 you know, he's asked why they're not open source. And do you have a guarantee that they won't censor transactions? Because that's another thing. Apparently, there's, um, so you know, like all the, the ordinals and all the JPEGs that have been, um, like, spamming out bitcoin recently and shoving the fees really really high apparently luke dust jr and ocean have a view on that to go well we can see if they're doing jpeg shit so we'll just not process the transaction so if we win the block we're not going to process their transaction i i did read that and i kind of went oh but then yeah the censorship question comes in that well yeah. they disagree with that then what else can we do because exactly. um, it's a whole thing about the censorship in like media at the moment and social media yeah. as well. Fair enough, you don't agree with this person. It may be a bit harmful, but where do you stop? Where do you draw the line? And who, who is the person who decides what is acceptable and what is not? Exactly, exactly. And because yeah, because all censorship tends to start from a good place. Then eventually, it's just people you don't like. Then the government come in and go right. Anyone that disagrees with us, censor them. And that's the same here, right? So Bitcoin is for everyone. So if people want to fucking store a load of JPEGs on Bitcoin, then they are absolutely allowed to do so. They just need to, provided they send a transaction and pay the fee to put that JPEG on the network, they absolutely should be allowed to do it. And if millions and millions and millions of people do that and send the fees sky high and make Bitcoin on the main chain almost unusable just for day-to-day -day transactions, whilst that is super annoying, I absolutely support their right to do so. It's the free market. And it's scary that, 
yeah, miners would even think about censoring these type of transactions. You just go, no, let them let them do it. We're no better than the government and the fear overlords that we live in now, where we just pick and choose. Because who knows who's going to be the CEO of ocean mining in 50 years time? And maybe he just wants to censor whole countries or you're not allowed to spend Bitcoin on alcohol. You know, who the fuck are you to decide what people do and don't do with their lives and what countries allowed to use Bitcoin and what aren't? So, yeah, if they, if they want this to genuinely be where, you know, a mining pool that people join, they're going to really have to answer these questions and go, look, can you hold the Bitcoin? Are you going to send it out? And also the censoring of transactions, you really need to be clear of that and go, just don't censor anything. If the transaction is there and it's paid its fee, process it. And if you don't, yeah. you're going to have problems. I did see, actually, they literally just started up mining and straight away they mined a block. And apparently there's barely anyone mining Bitcoin in this pool and they mined a block. So they just suddenly got a windfall of like 40K to share between, I think, just a dozen or so people. So nice. that was that was nice for them. Yeah, very fortunate. Yeah. Next story, Giga Chad. Oh, another bullish story. Um, before we get into Giga Chad, there's been I, what I have seen on Twitter is there's been some um, whales about people, well, people, people buying lots of Bitcoin, mm. which is obviously part of the price surge. So, I mean, I can guess, I can make an educated guess what's causing the, the price increase, which is these whales. Yeah. But, are we both aligned on who we think of the whales, as in financial institutions? It's not people, is it? No, of course not. No, no, no. Well, obviously, we have freaking people like Sailor, <laughs> who technically is a person, but also it's MicroStrategy and recently acquired like 16,000 Bitcoin. So there's one of them. <laughs> he, he is, that is one hell of a DCA. <laughs> but... well, he has 174,000. So imagine he gets up to 210. And he'll have one percent of the supply. So literally, he is a nation. Well, not him. MicroStrategy are a nation-state size business. They're the new America. Um, well, a hundredth. I think America probably have to be more in its current state, more like ten percent, fifteen percent at least. I guess. Yeah. Whereas, but that's still hefty. You know, that's like a Hungary or something like that. Yeah. 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 But but we we know yeah the, the other people of course like yeah. BlackRock they one They're of the addresses has to be and it probably isn't BlackRock directly I'm sure they've been smart about it because I doubt they're allowed to buy Bitcoin yet so because nothing's been approved and da, da, da. so I'm sure they've outsourced it to some smaller well, financial companies yeah, that have but... gone you acquire the Bitcoin and we'll buy it off you for the price you're buying it at now because because well, of course also. Like, they own all kinds of companies, probably for a complex web of like legalities, where they do actually well, they, own it. They own ten percent so of everyone, don't they? So that's yeah, but even like purely, they'll own various companies, and like they technically won't own it in a certain light, so they get around the ECF rules, but they will own it in another way. In the fact that company has to give them the Bitcoin, so yeah, it will be companies like that buying shitloads of Bitcoin, which is causing a surge before the real boom when. All the um, 
boomers get in and go, oh, we can buy Bitcoin now through BlackRock. We can buy it through Vanguard. I can get my head on my Vanguard, uh, which you'll love. Um, <laughs> and then that's when we're going to see the price action soar. I, I think it's got to be easy six figures on this. It's just it, the momentum's starting too much now, even before the halving. Oh, yeah. Like we, we've we've started the bull market super, super early here. And um, yeah, but we're, go- we're going up by like 5K a day. So I, I can't wait. For the- I think we've had a couple of 10K days, both up and down. But uh... So the, the question which your listeners are all asking is, will you buy an island once it moons? <laughs> <laughs> or will you buy Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who knows? Who knows, man? It's um, there's multiple places to do the citadel. So, and what what it be? Won't be the, the trillion dollar man. It'll be the quadrillion dollar man. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's exciting times after you know all these pods which we've had where we've had that slump, but we've been learning about um bits of Bitcoin, Lightning, Taproot about. Fediment and all those kind of like dark days when it's 13, 14, 15k. Now we're sitting here kind of going, This is it's starting to go, isn't it? Yep, yeah. I'd be very surprised if it starts. Maybe Bitcoin goes sub 10k. You know, everyone's been waiting for it, right? Everyone's been going, Bitcoin needs to go to 10k and below. And yeah, and now everyone's like super bullish. And yeah, and and the good thing is, I haven't seen anything whilst I, I am getting the random texts from people. Uh, I haven't seen anything in the mainstream going. This is Bitcoin's mooning or anything because I don't. I think until Bitcoin gets over or fifty one k in pounds, it's not through its all time high. It needs to get through sixty nine thousand in dollars. So we've still got a long way to go. It's another fifty fifty percent, which admittedly we've we've done fifty percent in the last month. I think fifty percent gain. We need to do that again, and then we're in all time high territory. We've, but we've still got the halving to come, so the block will be being lessened, and we've still got the ETF to get approved, and we're in this position. This is yep. on the back of speculation at the moment. This is the fact that everyone's going, it's going to happen, and also financial institutions are going, we've got to get, get our Bitcoin now. Yeah, and, and we're still in a market that's, that technically, you know, the stock market is technically still bearish. You know, a lot of shares are still hugely down, uh, barely recovered. They, they, they've kind of done a similar thing to Bitcoin where they bounced off the bottom, but they haven't started rallying. Like the, the rest of the stock market is still largely dead. I think everything that went down 80% kind of bounced off the bottom and bounced 10, 20%, and they just stayed there. You know, Bitcoin did that. It hit, hit, hit a, it, whatever its bottom must have been. It bounced off. It did 10, 20 and kind of stayed there. But now it's doubled. It's gone from the 13 to the 26. Now it's just carried on through 26 up to 35. And it's not showing any signs of slowing down. So, you know, people always ask for, oh, you know, Bitcoin needs to diverge from the stock market. You know, it, it technically just follows the stock market, which if you do overlay, overlay the, the S&P 500 and the Bitcoin chart, it is very, very similar. Like the bull and bull markets do kind of follow the S&P 500 quite closely as well. But I think this one is a, quite a divergence where the S&P is largely flat and Bitcoin's just, it's off. And there's no real reason for it other than, you know, it's not like the last one could be explained with a load of free cash. You know, people are sat at home doing nothing. 
you know, we've got the cost of living crisis, like that there's an impending housing crisis. You know, people do not have spare money. They, they, they are not speculating on Bitcoin just for gains. I think there's more and more people that are moving into Bitcoin for the right reasons. They're moving into it because they're fed up of their fiat savings eroding with inflation and they're looking for you know a hedge against that inflation and that is bitcoin so yeah i was just looking at the bitcoin chart over six months it is interesting because i think it fully decoupled somewhere about september october when it's just completely diverted into like you said something well which is relatively flat yeah to um yeah, something which is climbing. So I don't, I don't really... want to claim too much credit, but that was just at my wedding. I gave everyone a Bitcoin standard at the end of August. And then about a week later, the bull market starts. So I don't want to claim credit, but I think I did it. I think it was me. So I'm going to claim it because I turned up to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the Bitcoin wedding started the bull market. I'm claiming that the, the, yeah, the 2023 bull market was started by my wedding. Oh, right. So should we go on to the next one? So oh, everyone's favorite economist, um, Joe Biden, um, came up with a tweet. So we got a link here, which um, Mr. Orleans um, tagged. So Joe Biden, let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, it's time to stop the price gouging, give American consumers a break. So to our listeners, who are obviously in the know, who controls inflation? What is inflation? Ultimately, a sensation of it's printing too much money. Who what prints too much money? Dragon. Oh, yeah, the inflation dragon, <laughs> which flies and fucks shit up. Um, but but it's always great that in Twitter, this is why I really love Twitter now it's under Elon, is the fact check against the, the president of the United States. <laughs> Um, readers added context they thought people would want to know as long as the inflation rate is positive prices are increasing the fact that inflation has come down to 3.2% in October means that prices are still going up albeit at a slower rate than before and then the Federal Reserve aims for a target inflation rate of 2% and like everyone who listens to this unless we still have like Ralph Sun still listening appreciates about money what a bit of shade <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact is, you know, this is a government's doing. You, oh, these greedy corporations. Why do they do? Oh, oh God, yeah. We devalued money. We devalued money by about 40% over two years. And yet we're blaming greedy corporations when we've basically made the dollar worth less. And it's just every time I, I read this, it does make my blood boil. Probably not as much as it did two, three years ago when the penny fully dropped, but it still does a bit. And you're kind of going, how can people, how can we say about this and the public not want to, to hang this president for saying that? Mm. Because when if people actually fully understood money, fully understood inflation, they would want to tar and feather all these politicians for doing what they're doing to everyone. They're making everyone poorer. Oh, you can't make your electricity bill it's because of a government it isn't because the energy company magically put, put your prices by 40 percent, and also further when the price cap broke um all the energy companies it's a government but most people will never understand that and it's going to take um the breaking of fiat currency well the whole us dollar petrodollar system to show people what's behind it yeah 
but it's I, I do it's, it's great that at least this gets called out like the fact that like you said the US government is getting fact checked is like literally the president is getting fact checked on a tweet that is usually relatively innocuous and definitely and I've heard this type of thing be parroted on mainstream media constantly right because not only is everything you said true this tweet is even worse than that because it is alluding to the fact that because inflation has come down and he hasn't said any numbers here but he means like at least even the official numbers right it's come down from 10 percent to three so therefore he is alluding here stop price gouging like alluding to the fact that prices need to come back down right it is a direct lie to say that prices should be to come back down because inflation has decreased. If something was $100 and then you have inflation for a year that is 10%, it goes to 110. If inflation is then 3% the next year, it just goes up to 111. So it hasn't gone up as fast, hasn't gone up 10%, but it still goes up. It doesn't come down unless you have deflation. If they had deflation, of minus 10%, then yeah, it can go from 110 down to like 101, 102. It doesn't go down all the way. You need more than 10% to get it back down. But, and he hasn't had deflation. There is still inflation, which means no prices come back down. The, the price goes up, inflation has come down, but it's still positive. So the price still goes up just by less. But this tweet tries to, it just fully puts, like the fact that, oh, you know, your energy and your food and all that has gone up. Oh, by the way, inflation is not sky high like it was during the pandemic now. It's come down to 3%, which is an acceptable level. So the prices should go back to like pre-pandemic levels. No, that is a fundamental lie and you fucking know it. But I know what this tweet is doing. This tweet is trying to, for the government, pushing the blame into capitalism. And all the people go, oh, all these greedy capitalists, all these billionaires profiteering off us you know what we need more government we need socialism to make this fair and it's so funny that this little tweet looks so innocuous it pushes the blame to the people that are just trying to make a living sheds all blame from themselves and the people that believe it want to punish the people that run companies and tax them more to the point where we have socialism so let's make the government bigger to solve this problem of price gouging which there is there probably is price gouging going on i'm not going to say there isn't but the majority of this is just genuine companies trying to survive and inflating their prices in line with inflation because they've they've got bigger costs behind the scenes they have to pass that on to the consumer it's there's kind of a lot of genius behind this tweet clearly joe biden didn't write it clearly is like many people running his twitter account but it's it's it is pure genius because obviously, as we know, inflation is one hundred percent the U.S. government's fault. But he's well, going no, no, something which he told. So therefore, vote for me, vote for bigger government. We'll fix it. But he's this is... literally it's the single point of failure as to why inflation exists in the first place. Yet he's just taking zero accountability. And the majority of people that read this tweet, probably even with the fact check, will still believe it. I'm reading my comments below and it's probably got other people who I follow and associate with me. Um, but it's just everyone is slaughtering him. But I think it orders people by your interests and obviously people who you follow and they follow and so, so on. 
So I've ended up with um, people just absolutely slating that inflation. Yeah, I, th- I think they know that Twitter is almost like a lost platform for them because now they don't have that internal censorship. They've kind of lost control. So I think they still do the tweets just for like the lols, but they know that in Facebook and Instagram and oh yeah, and obviously just have the mainstream. Karen, media, Karen but... saying, "Yeah, fucking take down Tesco. They're putting my price up of my weekly shop. It's now one hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, whereas it was a hundred pounds. It's like we'll sort you out, Karen. Just vote more government." Yeah, um, and what, so what, they, what they would vote for on that is higher taxes for Tesco. So guess what that does? It puts the prices up even more because Tesco aren't... Well, they might be price gouging in their few places, don't get me wrong, like they're not freaking innocent in this, but if you literally increase their costs again by making them pay more tax to the government, which, by the way, are the real criminals here, all that happens is your shop goes up again. It's you're not solving the problem, you're yeah. making it worse. So they do talk about sugar taxes and all this kind of stuff, and it's like it's never gonna sort the issue further taxes, it just makes more profits for the government. But something which you said around basically it aims towards socialism. I read a tweet a while ago which is the end goal of Keynes Keynesianism is socialism. Hmm. And like it's so true because literally you can only destroy the dollar, the pound for so much before literally you have to have interventions. Yeah. And the interventions are price controls, which we've seen numerous times. I even read a whole book about price controls and inflation, the kind of shit which I love. <laughs> um, but um, it was going back to the 16 or 1700s in Canada, and it's just like, and it's like every time it happens it causes same issue you lose the willingness or um i suppose the incentive to actually do something if there's a price control on it it makes it non-profitable so why would you bother doing it and until that blows a cap off so we saw it with the energy companies in the uk we had a price cap for so many years when it hit it it blew up a lo- load of companies and they had to take it away and the prices were woof, flying up way beyond the 20 30 because they'd had it in place for years and it's just you know, this is government intervention, whereas if you have a hard currency, oh, the price per unit is, say, one sat. Okay, what's it next year? Well, is the production easier or harder? Oh, it's easier. It's half a sat. Oh, it's harder. It's two sats. And you kind of get, you understand why. And if a company is getting greedy, then it's easy to expose, well, why is it more? Is it getting harder? No, it's not. Your The cost of gas for you is still the same. So you can kind of it gets exposed, and I suppose that's something which I which I do dream of, like an actual true capitalist market. Which this is not. This is closer to socialism, which we're in. Yeah, well, we're we're in crony capitalism right now, and yeah, and obviously we, we know that they they're moving towards a socialist model. That is what the Great Reset is, and bizarrely, they've the Great Re- Reset has a website. It's on the web page and they have a conference every year where they talk about the progression towards the great reset where you know we move to cbdc's we have carbon taxes everyone has a single identity and we're not allowed to move or you know we basically move into a minority report type world where everyone gets paid the same and we all just do certain work and we don't have cows because their farts are dangerous we all eat the bugs and we own nothing and, uh, and we're happy. It's because everything is centralised. We take down all the trees. We bury trees. We have a carbon processing unit, so we depend upon the carbon processing unit over trees. We yeah. have a central factory where we make 
um, goo, soy slop. Um, so you, you're dependent upon the factory. You don't eat the cows, so you can't even go to the farmers. You go to the central government um, building, which provides you energy, it provides you carbon, um, and yeah, you, but strangely, what I can't get my head around is, how come it's going to be different this time? Why is it going to be different from Eastern Europe, China, Russia? How is it going to differ mm. when when all the um, production falls into the hands of a government who then put everyone on the same wages and people lose the incentive to work and they try and push everyone's particular type of food? Bread. Oh, yeah, it happened, didn't it? And they also took over fields as well in various countries and they stopped production because the people weren't incentivized. But yeah, it's going to be different this time when it happens. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it is sad. So, and so that's why we're here, right? We're trying to stop that because this time, I think the, the majority of people previously, they, they didn't have any say in this. And um, so various switches of government from being a democracy to dictatorship and then you move to socialism or communism so this time we can see the same thing happening and if it wasn't for satoshi nakamoto we'd all just be on on the titanic sailing along and there's just no life for us there's, there's nothing to jump onto there's no other option but this time we do have the life for us we have bitcoin and um it's, it's why like it's it's not just an investment right this is proper it's the revolution and the more people that we can get into this uh then the more likely we are that we we well, stop why, why are you stopping the people you you hate so i know well to, there's certain people that i'm like fuck you stay on the titanic you're going down with the ship <laughs> everyone else everyone there, there, there's one of the sound clips um for the start <laughs> of the show that and um what about facials um so moving well actually getting on to topic utxo so a bit of backstory on this um one of um the dads who i know through school so bitcoiner he was a shit coiner then i um i suppose bullied him a little bit and he um sold his f and went pure bitcoin and he was asking me about utxos i said oh i've got no idea i've never I've heard of the, the um, well, the abbreviation, whatever you want to call it, but and he sent me a video and I kind of half listened to it, but I thought I'd raise it on the pod with uh, Mister Allen, probably being a lot more clued up than myself, to have a brief explanation. Of what the fuck is a UTXO? Yeah, so you, you must have watched the video, right? It's eighteen minutes. Yeah, I listened to it, but I was just like, mm, I didn't. I think it just went out of one ear because I was working. Yeah. Number one, it, it, I must admit, it is very complicated, right? So, so number one, UTXO, uh, you know, it stands for an unspent transaction output, right? Which straight away, and it's just it's just a weird way that Bitcoin works, right? It's um because even like so technically you store your Bitcoin in an address, but even that, like, are your Bitcoins stored in a Bitcoin address? Like, well, technically, they're not. It's just that that address is known to be owed a certain amount of Bitcoin from the pot of 21 million. So the, 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 the Bitcoin never actually moves. It's just that this address is known to owe, owe that much. 
Um, so the Bitcoins are never actually in your address. It's just that you can spend that amount of Bitcoin. So for the sake of easy user experience, we just put a balance on the on that address. The balance is not there. It's the, the network just knows this address can spend that much, but the Bitcoin never moved to it, which again, then so you've got the UTXO thing, which is when you spend Bitcoin from an address, essentially what what actually happens each time is every time you spend Bitcoin, that address actually gets given to your recipient and UTXO is the change. It's almost like the whole Revolut thing. So say I have half a Bitcoin or something, or say, say, say I have one Bitcoin in my address and I want to send you half a Bitcoin. No, actually, that's not making them the same. So I have one Bitcoin <laughs> and I'm going to send you 0.7 of a Bitcoin. Um, so I, I have my Bitcoin address here and I want to send you 0.7. So I'll send you 0.7. But then what I end up getting back is a UTXO of 0.3. And it's essentially the, the unspent amount. And I can have that UTXO sit behind my core address. So I've got a load of UTXOs sat behind my address, which all basically goes, well, what balance have I got? And essentially, when you add all this up, you can kind of determine that, oh, this address has spent a load of money because here's all the change it's got back. You know, on, on this one transaction, I got change back of 0.3 when the balance previously was one. It's like, oh, right, well, by determining that, I must have sent 0.7 somewhere. And there's no record of that in here because that's what's good about the network is it tries to anonymize and not tie everything together. So essentially UTXO is, it's the change and it's a very odd way for a network to run, I think, but it's the way Satoshi coded it. It works very well. And, um, but yeah, so essentially every time you spend Bitcoin, even if say you had a Bitcoin and you were sending 0.1 Bitcoin, you actually send the full Bitcoin to the person, <laughs> um, but then you get change. So the UTXO in that example would be, 0.99 Bitcoin and I get the UTXO back. So I gave you one, but got change of 0.99. You keep your 0.1. I keep my 0.99. And um, I get it back in change. It's very odd, right? Because it's it's obviously if you're transacting from a wallet, which is your life savings, for example, I might have like, say it, you know, a hundred grand in savings, right? And I just want to pay you a tenner. <laughs> in Bitcoin land, I send you the hundred thousand <laughs> and then get change of Nine nine hundred and ninety nine, like ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety, right? A bit odd. You you wouldn't do that. You just take you, normally you take the tenor out and give you the tenor. In Bitcoin land, I give you a hundred grand. You have to sort through it, take a tenor out, and give me everything back. Um, but obviously, all this happens so, over the hood. It's just a technical way that the transactions happen. So he was saying that you have to do something with your Bitcoin stack because of UTXOs and like, like I said, I, I was just like, yeah, do you so, have to do anything? Um, essentially the, the best way to do it is um, because UTXOs all tend to um, gather underneath single addresses. And as we know, right, this is, this is the confusing thing also about addresses is that a Bitcoin balance can exist under multiple addresses. So I don't know if yeah. you've, if you've ever withdrawn, and sent Bitcoin. So, because I know in Ledger, for example, I've done that many times, where you generate an address to receive Bitcoin, it's different every time. Yeah. But it's the same 
wallet address so you can have multiple addresses and multiple utxos underneath uh so yeah so it's it's good to if you create the same utxo under the same address constantly if you have the same address and when you send from exchanges it really encourages this because i know i used to do it a lot on coinbase because you have to whitelist an address so every time you are withdrawing from coinbase you send to the same address because uh, it's whitelisted. And if you have want to add another one, then you have to wait two weeks, blah, blah, blah. So if you're doing that constantly, essentially you you uh, lose the anonymity and essentially your privacy is almost exposed. The fact that, oh, we know who this person is because they've KYC'd here. Um, and so here's the Bitcoin going out and it's all hitting the same address. So everyone knows what the balance of that address is as well because they can see constant withdrawals to it. Whereas if you withdraw to a different address every time, they they can see it happening and they go, oh, I know this is a Coinbase transaction because Coinbase can be identified because they do so many, but they don't know it's the, the same person. So okay. the balance isn't building. Um, and then obviously when you spend your Bitcoin, it's better to spend from different addresses as well. So then U2XOs don't all gather up behind single addresses. So it's basically a privacy thing. Uh, it doesn't massively matter because in reality just because someone can see there's a wallet that has a lot of Bitcoin in it and or an address that has a lot of Bitcoin in it, it's to a certain degree still so what? The, the Likely the only people that can figure it out is the government because they'll be able to get into your KOSC and AML information from the exchanges. So they will know. So the tax man will know. But the average man on the street, provided you don't post your address anywhere and go, oh, send me Bitcoin. Um, I accept donations or something. And then, or you send it to a scammer and that person then goes, well, how much Bitcoin's in this wallet that he's just asked me to send to? Oh shit, this guy is a massive whale. He's got hundreds of millions in there. Right, it's worth setting up a much more elaborate scam to go get this guy and do the $5 wrench attack and go hit him over the head and get his ledger. So just don't do that. Provided you don't ever put your name against your address, there's, there's minimal impact other than from the tax man. But it's still good practice. It's worth doing anyway. So just if you do make the mistake and you post an address that is linked to your stack in some way, if you've been using different addresses constantly and different, and so then the UTXOs that are stacked behind that um, won't reveal your overall stack amount. They'll just have a tiny fraction of, of what you've got. But I suppose that's where things like Lightning come in, Lightning wallets. Yeah, that is totally obscured once you go into Lightning, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, we've talked about before, but you kind of got, if you think about um, the Bitcoin main chain, it's where you're transferring your gold round. It's slow, it's laborsome, it's costly. Whereas Lightning is your everyday, it's your visa. This is where you're going to be doing the majority of your transactions. When you want to buy a house or maybe a Lamborghini, use the main chain. But when you're buying a Twix, use Lightning. So you're going to have very few transactions linked to your actual Bitcoin stack or one of your stacks. Um, we're on to the final story now. This one is um, probably, well, we've had all the hype about Bitcoin with these various stories this week. Well, now we've got one which is unbelievable. I read this and I had a bit of a Google to see um, if it is definitely true. So in Bitcoin, there is an inheritance tax of 110%. How the hell? In Japan. 
Sorry, did I say not? Didn't say what did I say? I don't think you said in Japan, did you? Oh yeah, in Japan. So one hundred and ten percent. So if you're a if you got a Bitcoin stack and you pass it on as part of your inheritance to your kids, then they would have to pay an extra ten percent on that stack as well. So say if you got majority of your investments in Bitcoin, then potentially you could you could end up paying more than the whole of the estate's worth. And so they basically want you to forfeit it. And it's basically, it just sounds like a punishment for having Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, and I, this is a great, this is a great example of a law that prevents Bitcoin being handed down generation to generation, right? Because they've created, because obviously we, we knew inheritance tax laws that they're, they're designed to, to tax the people that are getting out of the fiat hamster wheel or the rat race. And because if they elect, them pass down all the wealth that even these plebs earn eventually they'll get out a lot of people and they'll start becoming a threat so what they do is they set inheritance tax levels at a certain point where they go that if you earn over this you've got to give a, a big chunk back to the government what's what what which what it really does is it undermines that the parents achievements they've had in their lifetime and takes off a big chunk of their money so their kids can't just keep snowballing this and go great we've got good such a good start if we build upon this and build it even bigger and then pass that down again, eventually they become a, they'll become a threat to the existing system. So they've got the, the their protections and the rules are in place to go, right, let's just cut this off at the knees. The second kids get too profitable and get too successful, we're going to tax them to such an extent that it's nearly impossible to hand all this money down unless you're in the secret circle over here where you know we just hand companies over and we have all lots of dodgy rules. So for the plebs, we get cut off at the knees. And it was a case of the, these inheritance laws are only going to get more stringent. And the, the percentage, the, the amount of money you need to have is going to come down. The amount of tax you pay is going to go up. And eventually, essentially, all kids are almost going to start from zero, really. And um, but Japan is really is just essentially just going, right, <laughs> there must have been a load of people in Japan or something with big Bitcoin gains. And they just see this as a huge threat. So not only like... Because taxing taxing them one hundred percent would be hilarious, right? Basically, going, yeah, yeah. If you've got a million pounds worth of Bitcoin that you want to pass on to your kids, yeah, we're taking it all. We'll take the hundred percent. But they're going one hundred and ten. So now, if you have a million pounds of Bitcoin, it's like you owe a hundred grand to the government. It's also well, it's basically a fine, right? It's like how dare you hold Bitcoin? You're betting against the, the government. So for that. Whatever you hold and you're going to sell, you you need to pay a ten percent fine to the government for being insolent, non-statist people. But but what happens if it has been lost in a boating accident? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Essentially, what this would mean if you're in Japan, you can't put Bitcoin in your will because it's literally it's literally not an asset. It's a liability based on this, it, like literally, because well, however much you have. If there's a 10% tax on top of it, you lose all of it and you have to go pay 10% fine. There's also, so if if your granddaddy's a big Bitcoiner, what's to stop him in the last year of his life? You know, he's got ill or whatever. And he goes, fuck it, sell it all, convert it into fiat, put it into my into this and then say to your grandkids with, with the money which you're getting, buy Bitcoin. You know, it just kind of goes, well, 
it's a deterrent, but it's it's a bit odd. And it's also, well, how the fuck are you going to catch all this Bitcoin considering that it's not it's decentralized? You know, yeah. I don't know where it is. But you say that you've got, got um, 100 million in Bitcoin. Where is it? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's one then, of them, is it? Like for the normies, like most people don't want to be seen as criminals, right? So not paying your tax is part of like when your parents die or your grandparents die or whatever, and you, you got this inheritance coming your way. Most people would just want to pay the tax that, that is due, you know, even though you know it's theft and it's disgusting, you just, you just want to pay it and have it done. And then they bring this out. But but anyone with half a brain, it forces but, basically Bitcoiners to become criminals because there's but anyone no with half a brain it. goes, I can't find this, I don't know where it is. <laughs> they um inscribe the it. Right, the, prob- the problem comes right when you come to spend it, right? So it's not a problem because you go, I don't know where this is. Oh, I'm going to move by the way to El Salvador. Two years later, it starts getting spent. Yeah, okay. You know, if you if you move country, then then fine. But imagine that you have a young family in Japan. You want to bring them up there. You love the country. I'd say fuck Japan. I'm going to live in El Salvador. You want to stay here? You're going to have no money. Then come along with me. We're going to have a fucking um, a citadel and big titty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in that example, like you have the hundred million, right? So you got fuck you money. Let's just oh, yeah. say it's more like half a mil. So oh, if, yeah, it's, if it's half a million, I think you would have to, you know, if you, you know, half a million, it sounds amazing because of the movies from the 80s, but it's no longer life changing, is it? No, it's just, it's a, it's, a ni- it's a nice house now. A night out. <laughs> a night out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a nice house. And you kind of, like you said, you're going to the criminal and like you'd have to leave everything which you've ever known. For half a million, which is yeah, a nice you house, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, but so, you, so then, so then it's one of them, fa- isn't it? Where it, I suppose the incentive is basically to go. We don't have it because you can't spend it. You almost have to give it, pass it down, for maybe another couple of generations until it's worth. Well, does it does it need to go a couple of generations when you know the government's going to fold? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's just so I think it's just one of those like hold interesting on. dynamic, isn't it? Because it's it's you, the people like yeah if you have fuck you money then yeah these laws don't apply you can just you know you know you can never open that wallet you can never check it yep because then the tax man will be straight on you yeah you just have to leave it and like you got you got to go on this ledger and with this cold storage I think was X amount of Bitcoin you're not certain but you're gonna have to hold it for re- until that government collapses or till you move. So you can actually check to see how much Bitcoin is on there. You could check it. Checking it is fine. Mm, I Any record of that. Unless they're mm. literally like sniffing your Wi-Fi and stuff. Like yeah, that. that's what I think. Would they sniff your Wi-Fi for it if it's say if it's <laughs> a million or something like that? And if they're doing that, then that that you, yeah. You, 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 but yeah. but but I think the moral of this is, if we weren't right, why would they be doing this? Yeah, yeah. I and think I, it's just it's, also it's just the an, point of. This is the the golden era of getting Bitcoin because it's only going to get harder. Like th- this kind of law, this kind of bollocks. It's, how gonna, it's gonna it's gonna become the standard because how is it gonna fit in with ETFs and BlackRock since BlackRock control the world? That'll be interesting to see how that dynamic develops. Yeah, which is why I think like the whole the whole WEF and the Great Reset 
I genuinely think each country they experiment with different things. I think they're on in Japan and I think in China they're going more authoritarian and they're going let's just tax it, let's ban it, let's do all that. Whereas in the Western world they're going, oh let's let everyone have it, but we're going to control the exchanges. We're going to push everyone to an ETF that is literally controlled by the number one fiat company in the world, BlackRock. And if we can get everyone to buy it in there, which is completely non-custodial, they, well, actually, you know, it's completely custodial, the opposite. So you literally can never withdraw the coins itself. You can just buy and sell paper Bitcoin. So, and I think they're just running two experiments going, should we just ban it and tax it to fuck so it becomes an asset that is not worthy unless you're willing to become a criminal in the eyes of your state you won't ever buy bitcoin over in asia but in the western world they're going that you can buy it but you can buy it on these custodial services and essentially we can just and if bitcoin becomes like it literally goes to millions which it it will we'll just steal it (laughs) we just steal it (laughs) so all these people that think they can now just leave the us or leave europe uh, and not abide by our laws, we'll just steal their Bitcoin. Their their paper gains will, will become ours, and we can just progress all this into CBDCs in some shape or form. We'll just close down these ETFs, convert them all to CBDCs. You know, climate change and the climate crisis has just got out of control. We've got another war with blah, blah, blah guy, and we've had to do it. It's temporary. da da da, da. So I, I think they're just running a number of experiments. It's like they're A-B testing almost how to get us into global socialism. And this is so, but there's a nice, there's a beautiful way to opt out for everyone, which is to buy Bitcoin, store it on a, on a, on a hardware wallet, and then, well, essentially wait. And I, I'm not very confident in the UK. I, as much, I'm trying to build a little citadel where I am, but. I'm already going. It's there's no there's almost no point. I think I, even at this point, I'm going. Is I know this country is going to become so aggressive towards myself and my family just because we're Bitcoiners that we're going to have to move. And it, it, the only the problem is the only place I have on the list left is El Salvador. And I mean, right now it's not quite ready. It's it's like we're talking about right at the top of the show. The trend is it's up. But it's still nowhere near the standard living that I am accustomed to. And the healthcare and the education that I have for like the children, it's nowhere near where what I can get here that I can get in El Salvador. So it doesn't make sense to move now. But I know probably in the next decade or so that, again, the trends are going to cross. And it's like, right, okay, it's time to go. Because they're going to become so aggressive towards Bitcoiners and they're going to tax us to hell. They're essentially, they're going to force us to become criminals. And at that point, it's like, right, now I am officially a criminal because I'm not declaring Bitcoin. I'm not paying my tax on my Bitcoin or whatever weird thing they bring out. So now they can legitimately knock on that door and arrest me because I'm a Bitcoiner and I refuse to give them my Bitcoin. We need to go like the, the the time the clock is ticking because eventually they're going to get down their list and they're going to come around and they're going to come get me and I'm I refuse to give them my freedom so it's um it's it's going to be an interesting time like genuinely very very interesting time and um yeah provided we have some safe places to go it'll be okay but 
we're gonna we're gonna have to be willing to move. I think, like, literally move countries. It's gonna be kind of crazy. Yeah, and I'm like conspiracy note. I think it's the end of the show. Um, <laughs> he's Mister All In. I'm Doctor Evil Ten Percent. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're not as good as um, Sir Never Look. So it's gonna be played out by music or something like that. So later's. Peace.